sprinkled with grey. He removed the small girl's arms from his leg and handed her back and smiled at Prudence. His eyes were very blue and crinkled nicely at the corners. Not a patch on Tony, of course, but he might be fun to know. She smiled back and then composed her features into suitable solemnity as the choir launched itself into the voice that breathed or Eden. The little boys cast their eyes to heaven in an unlikely piety, and the men behind them rolled out their notes in a volume of sound. Prudence from under her brim watched Mr. Clapp the butcher bellowing his way through the hymn, He had a powerful voice, used frequently in his shop to cry the virtues of his meat. She took a quick peep at the best man, although there wasn't much to see. Broad shoulders and a ramrod back, and when he turned his head slightly, a high-bridged nose and a firm chin. She looked down at her bouquet. The choir had filled their lungs ready for the last verse, but she wasn't heeding them, Traditionally, the chief bridesmaid and the best man paired off at a wedding. It might do Tony a lot of good if he were to be given a cold, well, cool shoulder. He was, she suspected, getting too sure of her. She hadn't met the best man yet. He'd been abroad, James had told her, and had only arrived in time to see that James got safely to the church. Really, she knew nothing at all about him. Married, most likely, certainly engaged— It would be fun to find out. The choir, conscious of a job well done, subsided into their pews, and her father began the little homily he must know by heart, for she'd heard it at countless weddings at which she'd officiated. By turning her head very slowly, she could see her mother, still a pretty woman, wearing a mother-of-the-bride's hat and a slightly smug expression. She caught Prudence's eye and smiled and nodded. Prudence was well aware what her mother was thinking, that she would be the next bride, with Tony standing where James was standing now. She would have liked a quiet wedding, but there would be little chance of that. It would be exactly the same as Nancy's, white silk and chiffon and more little bridesmaids. No plans had been made, of course, but she was quite sure that her mother had it all arranged. That lady had been puzzled and disappointed that Prudence hadn't been the first to marry anyway. She was, after all, the eldest, and she was twenty-seven, with a long-standing engagement behind her. There seemed no reason why she and Tony shouldn't have married before Nancy and James, but Tony had light-heartedly declared that they had plenty of time, there was no hurry. He had a splendid job with a big firm of architects, a pleasant house on the edge of Little Amwell, and the prospect of a trip to New York within the next month or so. After I'm back, he told Prudence easily. After all, you're perfectly content and happy at home, aren't you? She'd been aware of a faint warning at the back of her mind, so absurd that she'd ignored it, and then in the excitement and bustle of the wedding forgotten it. But now it came back to tease her. She was by no means content to sit at home and wait for Tony. There'd been no reason at all why she shouldn't have married him months ago and gone to New York with him. Somehow the excitement of marrying him had fizzled out like a kettle going off the boil. And yet surely, after three, almost four years, she should know if she loved him or not.
Something, she wasn't sure what, would have to be done. Her father had finished, Mrs. Broad was thumping out the opening lines of Oh, Perfect Love, and the choir had surged to its feet, with the congregation hard on its heels. The singing took on a new lease of life, the choir thinking of their dinner, the guests of the champagne and buffet lunch awaiting them in the marquee erected on the roomy lawns surrounding the solid Victorian vicarage. It was a bit of an anticlimax to sit down again while the wedding party trailed into the vestry and presently out again. There had been the usual kissing and congratulations there, but beyond a rather casual greeting from the best man, Prudence had had no chance to speak to him. She went down the aisle beside him presently, her pretty face and vivid hair drawing a good many admiring glances, none of which...